T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence Boston always live on the free Odyssey app. This hour of WEI with Christian Arcan is brought to you by Shaw's. Shaw's, the official supermarket of the Red Sox Network. And now a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEI. Honestly, you win and you're in. And, and that's the mentality. Like, you, there's no speech or anything like that a coach can give you. It's, look, either you win and you're in the playoffs or you lose and you go home. Plastic bag game. What does that mean? That means if you lose, you get a big plastic bag, trash bag, trash bag game. <laughs> get the trash bags ready. <laughs> Not the duck boats. Those trash bags ready. Used to be hat and t-shirt games and playing trash bag games. Now it's Christian Arcan. Final hour here, Sports Radio, WEEI. Stiz back there taking your phones at 617-779-7937. Um, that may be the last we see of Gerard Mayo tomorrow. Gerard Mayo may be on the move. His contract is up, as we heard from uh, Andrew Callahan. He told us that yesterday. He will certainly be pursuing uh, a promotion, at the very least. And right now, he is a linebacker's coach. So anybody who were to offer him, I don't know, a defensive coordinator position would be Surely giving him a, uh, a promotion and a raise, I would think. I don't know the money, but I mean definitely a promotion. And uh, there may even be some teams out there interested in him as a potential head coach. I think that the road is going to be tough for Gerard Mayo as a head coach because right now the trendy head coach hires are offensive guys. And that's just how it is. I mean, that's, you know, you get these quarterbacks, you get these offenses, you want to have a coach who can reach them and kind of get that going. And, you know, Gerard Mayo is a tremendous, I think, a tremendous personality, and it seems like he really commands respect in the locker room. And Bill Belichick just this week went on and on about Gerard Mayo and uh, also Troy Brown and how having players on his staff is really important. And, uh, you know, in a, in a situation like this one, like this week with uh, what happened with Hamlin and everything else, uh, he really leaned on those guys, according to him. That's what that's what Bill said. So, um, yeah, Mayo maybe out the door, maybe going somewhere else, maybe I don't know. We'll see. But uh, what he said there, listen, we know what's at stake. Not just that you're going to have to come clean out your locker, but that your season is going to be over, and it will be a season where you miss the playoffs, a season where you were under five hundred. Um, a season where your offense took a dramatic step backwards. And in turn, the whole team did. I know the defense was good this year. I'm not going to, you know, 
say that they were a problem or anything, but they're part of the team. And when you go from the playoffs and not a great showing in the playoffs or anything, but being a 10-win playoff team to under 500 and missing them, that hurts everyone. That hurts the coaches, it hurts the offense, the defense, the special teams, everything. You know, that is a poor reflection on this team and what I'm sure ownership was hoping for this year. Ten wins last year, now maybe 11 this year, or 12, or 13, or something. Instead, we all saw what happened. I think that there's fans out there, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think that there's fans out there who are almost going to be relieved if they lose tomorrow. I'm not one of them. I want to see him win. I want to see him get to the postseason. But I do think that I've heard I've heard some of them call in. I think there's fans out there who are just like, just let's get this over with. Whatever this is, whatever's next, whatever it's going to take to fix this mess, let's just get to it and get over, uh, get it over with instead of dragging this thing out any longer with a playoff game that they'll have no chance in. And honestly, like I understand the reasoning there. I still I don't agree with it. I want them to make the playoffs. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see this team in the postseason. I'd like to see Mac Jones get another crack at a playoff atmosphere. Because you remember last year against Buffalo, they didn't have, they couldn't stop them. That's for sure. But Mac played okay. I actually thought Mac had kind of a promising little game there uh, in that in that playoff game. So you know, I mean, like that's and they they played Buffalo again this year. Mac couldn't do anything except throw a screen to Marcus Jones to score their only touchdown. So you know, sometimes things change. Uh, fine. But I also think that, you know, you have uh, you have an opportunity here against a team that's better than you and better than most teams in the league. But they're not unstoppable. They're not a juggernaut of a team that you just, you know, you have no chance against. They're not the 07 Patriots in the regular season. They're not one of those, you know. they the Bills lost to Zach Wilson this year. They lost to the Dolphins this year. And I know the Dolphins were a lot better earlier on in the year when they beat them, but still, I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> truth be told, I mean, this is this is what we're looking at. They've looked vulnerable at times this year. Barely beat Cleveland, barely beat Detroit. And they've had a couple of close calls. But the thing is, even with those close calls, they still win. You know, they still have been winning. It's been ugly a couple of times. They had that ugly overtime loss with Minnesota. Uh, but these other games where they've looked, you know, well, they don't look like the greatest team edge, true, but they do keep winning. They do keep winning. Same with the Chiefs. Chiefs almost lost to Houston. I don't know what's going to happen with them against Vegas tonight, but I can tell you that even when it looks like things aren't going great for the Chiefs and it looks like Mahomes has no weapons and it looks like the defense is letting them down and everything, they still win. Even if it's squeaking by an awful team like Houston. And that's sort of the difference, isn't it? I mean, that's the difference between a team like the Patriots and a team like the Chiefs and the Bills. The Patriots sometimes win games that they're supposed to win, sometimes. Uh, But when it comes to a team that, you know, they're looking up at, when it comes to a team that just has their act together offensively, I mean, you you see what what it's been like. You see what it's looked like. The Patriots have beaten one starting quarterback this year. One. And by the way, the quarterback matchups this weekend? Holy moly. You wouldn't even believe it, but, like, these are starting quarterback, and it's not all because of injuries either. I know, Al, it's the end of the year, Arkan. These guys are injured. I know some of them are, but not all of them. 
the quarterback matchups this weekend, Jared Stidham and Mahomes right after I sign off. Stidham and Mahomes. And maybe Stidham's great, all right? Maybe Stidham's way better than we all thought, okay? Uh, later on tonight, Trevor Lawrence and Josh Dobbs. Desmond Ritter and Tom Brady tomorrow. Uh, Jones and Allen. There's two starters at least, okay? You got two starting quarterbacks, Mac Jones and Josh Allen. Um, try on Nathan Peterman and Kirk Cousins for size. Tyler Huntley going up against Joe Burrow. Davis Mills and Sam Ellinger. I'd honestly, I don't know if <laughs> if if someone uh, offered me tickets to that game and a hundred dollars to spend, I might say no. <laughs> I might say no to that. Uh, Joe Flacco and Skylar Thompson. Sam Darnold and Andy Dalton. Deshaun Watson and Kenny Pickett, and you have to root for Watson in that game. By the way, Patriots fans, if you lose to the uh, if you lose to the Bills, uh, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson. There's two starters right there. Russell Wilson is so horrible this year, but they are two starters. You got to at least say that. Uh, Daniel Jones and Gardner Minshew, Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield, Dak Prescott against Howell. I don't even know who Howell is. What's Howell's first name? I couldn't even tell you. And how about the piece de resistance? Arizona and San Francisco, that's Blau versus Purdy. David Blau versus Brock Purdy. And that game, like, that's a, that's a division winner right there. The 49ers are, like, the best team, you know what I mean? Like, this this weekend, some of this quarterback play is horrific. And, again, these aren't all injuries either. Joe Flacco is not playing because uh, Zach Wilson's injured. He's playing because Wilson got benched. Desmond Ritter's playing because Mariota got benched, I think. I don't know if maybe he got injured, but I think he got benched. Um, With the Colts, Matt Ryan, benched. Derek Carr, benched. Um, The Dolphins, it's not a benching, but, you know, they've had their issues over there. Sam Darnold, I mean, he was there and he got benched, and now he's back. Baker Mayfield was benched, now he's... Playing for the ramp, like you know what I mean. Like a lot of these guys are only playing because some other player got benched, and a lot of the guys playing got benched earlier on in the year. I can't remember another time that that happened at the end of a season, especially not recently. You know, like this is supposed to be the golden age of quarterbacks. This is supposed to be the golden age of NFL offense, and we're at the end of the season, and you got a bunch of guys out there who no one really is even familiar with. And they're not even out there because the uh, because of injuries to the starter. They're just out there because the starter sucks, or the coach is falling out of favor, or something. I mean that that's sort of where we're at right now. Isn't that wild? <laughs> I think that's really crazy. Um, with all that said, with all that said, I think the Patriots have a path to victory. I do, and that path is through the defense and the special teams. They have a path to victory. They've shown this year that even if the offense isn't working, and it often is not, <laughs> when the offense is is failing to advance the ball over the 50, I mean, forget about getting in the end zone. When they can't cross the 50, you know what saves them? Marcus Jones, pick six. Marcus Jones, punt return. Uh, sack and maybe a scoop and score. Kyle Duggar. Uh, jumping all over a screen and picking that off. Duggar's been a big-time playmaker this year. Marcus John, I don't have to tell you about Marcus Jones. I've made it very clear how I feel about him. I love Marcus Jones. 
I hope he's a Patriot his whole career. I hope he never plays another snap for another team. I want Marcus Jones and the Patriots for the rest of everyone, from my life, his life, everyone's life. I want him to be a lifer <laughs> here in New England. I do. He's awesome. But that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. I don't believe, even with the two extra days of practice, I do not believe that Matty P and Joe Judge and Bill and Matt, whoever else, got together and installed an offense that's going to really move the ball and put up points against Buffalo. I just don't believe it. If it happens, I'll be thrilled, but I don't believe it. I don't believe that they're capable of it. They could barely do anything against Buffalo that first time, and that game was at home. That game was at home, and it wasn't full of Buffalo fans who are going to be out of their minds tomorrow. Out of their minds. The environment in that place is already insane. I, I can't even fathom what it's going to be like there tomorrow. Is it going to be, I wonder, is it going to be like a somber thing or are they going to throw uh, sex toys on the field again? <laughs> are they going to be like, guys, come on, no sex toys this week, out of respect, you know, for the, for, for all the stuff that happened this week. Let's leave the, <laughs> let's leave the, uh, you know, marital aids at home. Maybe they do that, but they're going to be loud. They're going to be loud. They're going to be wild. Um, it's going to be something to see. 617-779-7937. There's the phone number. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Mark, who's in New Hampshire. Hi, Mark. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yes. What's up, Mark? Hey, not much. Hey, um, hey, Arcan. Anyways, um, so good to have you on um, this this show, man. Thank you, Mark. It's good, it's good to hear you on, um, you know, not at nighttime anymore. It's actually, I'm awake when I hear you. It's night. <laughs> very but, very uh, <laughs> good. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> but anyways, um. I don't know why the Patriots can't replicate the offenses that they've been putting out for the past 15, 20 years. Why can't they get a slot guy? Why can't they work in the two tight end system? It's like Mac Jones literally looks like freaking Sam Darnold out there seeing ghosts. Yeah. You know, it's like he knows, it's like he doesn't know what he's doing. Even if, you know, you don't have McDaniels or O'Brien or whatever, it's like, dude, come on. Like, replicate the system that we've been working on. Like, that's Patriots football. Yeah, uh, Mark, I'm with you. I think that uh, trying to install a new offense this year with coaches who were unprepared to do it and didn't really know what they were doing was a huge uh, goof on Bill's part. Just a tremendous error in judgment. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Um, But if you look at the offense, I mean, really, you know, it should be better. It really should be better. You got most of the same guys. The offensive lines had a couple of changes, but not huge ones. You got a lot of the same guys in the offensive line that you had last year, okay? At least three of them. Um, at wide receiver, you do have a reliable possession receiver in Jacoby Myers. He's a reliable slot. I don't know if he's a slot guy, but, like, he's a possession receiver. He can he can get open. He's not Julian Edelman. He's not Wes Welker, but he's fine. He's good. He's a good player. He's having a good year. Um, you have two tight ends who are pass catchers. In theory, Jonu Smith, Zach Cox just tweeted out Jonu Smith's final numbers this year. Ugh. I mean, it's really depressing. Honestly, what's what's gone on with that kid is ugh. I really liked him in Tennessee. I did. Zach Cox, Jonu Smith's final receiving line this season, 14 games, 38 targets, 27 catches, 245 yards, zero touchdowns. He's played 30 games in two seasons with New England and has scored one touchdown. In his final year with Tennessee, eight touchdowns. You know, like Hunter Henry last year was 
a reliable red zone target for Mac Jones. He scored a bunch of touchdowns last year. This year, I mean, he's a ghost like everybody else is. But those guys for the league, and maybe, you know, Smith, if he goes somewhere else, could be productive again. He's not productive here. He doesn't work here. But they do have two pass-catching tight ends. So they have two pass-catching tight ends. They have a reliable uh, possession receiver. And they have a running back who can catch passes, too. Ramondre Stevenson is a multi-purpose back. Um, These are all the things. And you look at the wide receivers, you know, Kendrick Bourne is a complimentary guy. I think Parker and Aguilar, you can call those guys complimentary guys. They're not, you know, ones by themselves or anything. Maybe not even twos. But they're guys, you know, remember Brandon LaFell and guys like that. It's not, you know, guys like that have succeeded here before. It's not, you know, it's not out of the question. But it just seems so impossible with this team. It seems so impossible with this uh, with this offense. But they do have some of the tools. And you wonder if there was just somebody else maneuvering them, if it would be any different. And I mean at the uh, coaching, and also sometimes I wonder at uh, the quarterback position too. Would a better quarterback be doing more with this offense? It's a fair question. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll answer that question with uh, Deuce. Mike Dussault is going to be talking with us uh, at 3.30. In the meantime, we'll get to more of your phone calls right after this. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Some breaking news here in the last hour or so. Both Janu Smith and Jalen Mills have been downgraded from questionable to out for tomorrow against the Buffalo Bills. Jonathan Jones, Jacoby Myers, Brendan Schooler still questionable. Patriots getting two key players back on Sunday. Marcus Jones and Devontae Parker cleared to play. After being out with concussions, Jones only missed last week while Parker has missed the last three games. In other roster news, punter Jake Bailey and rookie Jack Jones have been moved to the reserve suspended list. According to Mike Reese, Bailey and the team had differing views about his readiness to return. Uh, Bailey's agent has since released a statement saying that Bailey was expecting to play last week. Uh, multiple sources say that Jones was late to rehab sessions for his injured knee, and that's why he's getting suspended. The Bills have a clean injury report. They got an energy boost as DeMar Hamlin had his breathing tube removed yesterday. FaceTime with his teammates. Another NFL news, Skylar Thompson will get the start for the Dolphins opposite Joe Flacco and the Jets. Miami needs a win and a Patriots loss to get into the playoffs. Celtics wrap up their four-game road trip in San Antonio tonight against the Spurs. Tip-off set for 6 o'clock. Bruins play their second of three straight games out in California as they battle the Sharks tonight. 10-30 puck drop out at the Shark Tank, and the Red Sox officially announced the signing of Justin Turner. It's a one-year deal with a player option for 2024 to make room. They DFA'd Darwinson Hernandez. I'm Christian Arcan. That's what's trending now. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Has anyone Tom Brady? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Tom Brady? The Super Bowl winner? No. Yeah, that, that has not been in the conversation um, at all. That I, I think that's what you'd call fake news. We're back here, Sports Radio, WEEI, Christian Arcan. Why do we just play that clip of Mike McDaniel, of all people, coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins? And why am I playing the succession music right now while Stiz is playing it? Uh, why, why? Why, 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 why? I'll tell you why. There was a report out this past week from uh, OutKick about Mike McDaniel's job potentially being in jeopardy if they lose to, uh, if they lose to Joe Flacco and the Jets tomorrow. A loss to them would mean they're out. However, <laughs> if that were to happen, first of all, that would be a humongous mistake by the Miami Dolphins, I think. Here's what Armando Salguero, who I think used to work for the Miami Herald. I know he's been a longtime Dolphins beat guy, um, and he now works for uh, OutKick. So whatever, but um, here's what uh, he wrote. He said, if they win their fi- their season finale and sneak into the playoffs, owner Stephen Ross might look the other way on those five consecutive December to January losses because it would feel more like a skid, gross, than a collapse. But if the Dolphins go from eight to three to eight and nine, eight and three to eight and nine, and not in the playoffs, everybody's job is at risk. So what, Arkant? So what if his job's at risk? Well, if the Dolphins fire Mike McDaniel. I would want the Patriots to hire him immediately. As an offensive coordinator, sure. If he says, I won't do it, I'll only do it if you make me the head coach. I still say sure. I would do that. And before people start calling, I can't, why, you think he's better than Bill? What's the matter with you? It's not about whether I think he's better than Bill today. It's about the future of the team. We all agree that Bill Belichick really set Mac Jones back considerably this year, don't we? Does anyone disagree with that? I don't know how you could. Look at what McDaniel did with Tua Tagovailoa this year. He turned that he turned Tua Tagovailoa, and I understand with the concussions and he's not playing right now and everything else. When he was playing and when he was uh, playing in that offense, in that system, with admittedly much better wide receivers than you have, fine. But he looked like Dan Marino out there. If Mike McDaniel came here to New England, I guarantee you, I guarantee you this offense would not only improve, Mac Jones would get better. Um, the uh, They'd be scoring more points. I don't know what he'd do with the defense because I'll admit Miami's defense kind of blows. Um, so, you know, maybe you get you lose a little bit there. But at this point, at this point, isn't rescuing Mac Jones like priority number one for this team? Isn't that like right near the top? If that's who you believe, if you believe Mac Jones is the – is the quarterback of the future. Don't you need to rescue him, like, right away? I'd love McDaniels to come here and be uh, and be an offensive coordinator. I don't know if he'd do it. I'm sure he would get head coaching offers. 
but I think he should get one here. I'm not kidding. Oh, how can you say that? Oh, how can you say that about Bill? Listen, Bill is the greatest of all time. The greatest ever. But if you want to fix this, you need to fix a mess that Bill's made. Bill made this mess. You going to let him fix it? How long? What's the what's the time frame? What's the timeline? And when Bill finally decides he does want to hang it up and does want to move on, is a guy like Mike McDaniel going to be available? Probably not. I like Bill O'Brien. I think better for this team and for this quarterback would be a guy like Mike McDaniel. I do. Mac Jones had to teach the Alabama offense to Bill O'Brien. He had to teach the offense to Judge and Patricia. Maybe he wants a, a coach who's going to teach him something. You know, maybe maximize him instead of have him be part of the brain trust. Just a thought. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's go to Phil in New Bedford. Go ahead, Phil. Good afternoon, my friend. How you doing, Phil? Hey, congratulations on you and uh, Mega's first week. Um, Nice way to crack the air. You guys have uh, you ran the ball, and she's definitely thrown some good stuff out there. Thank you very much, Phil. I, I appreciate that. It's been uh, you know how new shows are, obviously, but uh, she's uh, she's great. Remember your first night you went solo? I got the last call in with you. <laughs> I did. At that point, you still weren't sure where things were going to go. Yeah, you know, you're still there. You're still, they're still keeping you as a possibility. So, <laughs> still, still hanging on there, Phil. What's on your mind? Okay, I think tomorrow's game is going to be one of two extremes. If the Patriots can get the first two scores, like say ten nothing, they get a chance. If Buffalo takes all the emotion and the energy with this week is given to them, comes out of the gate running, I think it's going to be like thirty-one thirteen, thirty-one ten. Yeah, I mean, Phil, you're probably right. Thanks for the call. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, the Patriots can't get down early; they got to score early." Yeah, I know they have to. Of course, they have to score early. But have you seen what this offense looks like early in the game? Did you see what they looked like at the beginning of that Bengals game? It was a tragedy <laughs> watching them try and throw a screen pass. It was the second. It was really his first pass attempt of the game. The first time he actually got a throw off. The first pass attempt wasn't even a passing attempt. He got sacked. And the tight ends ran into each other. And one of them got hurt. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It went about as badly as it could possibly go to start the game. So I'm not really feeling great about the way this team starts games. That being said, a pick six, a scoop and score, a punt return for a touchdown. I mean, all those things could happen, I guess, uh, early on in the game. So, you know, fingers crossed there because that's how this team scores points. Jay is in North Carolina. Hi, Jay. Hey, actually, you're singing to the choir. Finally, I'm hearing somebody praise Mac Jones. I feel, I believe he is the franchise of the, of the Patriots. But, you know, in, in hockey, when you've got a, a hot shot on the other team, you put your top, top defensive guy on him and shut him down. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them put Matt Jude on against uh, Josh Allen. Just, just that's, that's your assignment, Josh Allen, because he scores 50% of the, of the Buffalo's score there. Right. Jay, thanks for the call. Obviously. <laughs> He's the quarterback. <laughs> Matthew Judon's a pass rusher. Certainly that's going to be his assignment is to go get the quarterback. Like that's that's the whole point of his job. That's what his job means. I know I know what you're saying, uh, and I understand the hockey analogy or like even a basketball analogy, or uh, maybe a more apt one would be like putting a corner on a really good wide receiver or tight end or something. But like, yeah, the edge rusher is going to be going after the quarterback probably the entire game. I mean, unless they unless they stick them on a on a tight end in coverage or drop them back in a zone or something to you know try and disguise what they're doing, like I, I guess that's that's possible, sure. But Matthew Judon's talents are best used uh, going after the quarterback. And let me also just say this: 
in that first game against Buffalo, they could not get to Allen. They could not get to him. And even sometimes when they did get to him, he'd shrug off tackles like they weren't even there. I mean, that's a legitimate concern here. I love that the pass rush has gotten so much better this year. I think that Judon has really uh, had a tremendous influence on guys like Uche and guys like Dietrich Wise and really energized that entire unit. Um, They've been tremendous this year. But they could not get to Josh Allen. Josh Allen made their life miserable in that game in the first half. Second half, different story. And that's another thing that you can sort of hang your hat on a little bit. It wasn't it wasn't a boat race. Not a complete one. The first half certainly was, but look at that Bengals game. They're getting boat raced in the first half of that Bengals game, shut them out in the second half, and were a fumble away from maybe winning that game against the three seed. Now you go, you know, <laughs> you go out there and beat up on the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson and not really sure what you know about yourself. But I can tell you that a week before that, they got off to a bad start. They clawed back into it. And what for the grace of uh, Ramondre Stevenson's uh, hands there again, then uh, they probably, not definitely, but probably would have won that game. With more on this and uh, more on what could be the end of the Patriots season, we're joined by Mike Dussault of Patriots.com, joining us here on the Harbor One Hotline. Deuce, how are you, my friend? Hey, Arkan, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, good to have you, as always. And I thought it'd be most appropriate here to uh, to bring you on, someone from the inside, as uh, I know they like to shut it down when that season ends. I know availability's over, no one's around, everybody takes right off. So I'm sure that includes you, too. So thanks for uh, thanks for the time today. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, all right, let's get right down to uh, the news of the day. And that news is these suspensions here for uh, Jack Jones and Jake Bailey. Uh, some rebukes have been released now by both of those players' agents. Um, the stronger one, obviously, coming from Bailey, who I guess expected to play last week. Can you offer any insight into what exactly is going on here? Because I think a lot of people are confused. Yeah, I, I count me as one of the confused as well. Uh, you know, those guys were, were both on IR. So, I mean, I don't think you've, I've ever seen a move like this happen where guys go from being on injured reserve to, you know, suddenly uh, on the suspension list as they were placed yesterday, uh, Friday, uh, Friday night, <laughs> as, as, as often seems to happen with, uh, with moves like this. But, um, you know, it's unfortunate for both of them. I mean, it's not the ending either one of them wants it this season. I mean, for Bailey, guy who signed, you know, an extension last summer, I mean, he was, you know, battling injuries this year and, you know, kind of having another down year as well. So, uh, and Jack Jones is a rookie. I mean, you, you know that there were some issues there when he came in, uh, had a solid, uh, you know, at least start to the season. I mean, was, you know, among the, the, the first top three corners there on the outside. And, uh, you know, there was some promise. Uh, unfortunately, the injury, you know, hit him and, and that seems to have spiraled a little bit. So, an unfortunate end and uh, certainly brings up some questions going forward into the offseason and, and into training camp next year. If it's really a uh, being late to rehab sessions, is, you know, suspending him for two weeks where he's not going to get paid, isn't that a bit of an overreaction, Deuce, even for the Patriots? I mean, it does sound a lot. I mean, and, and you know, having not having heard anything is to this. I mean, came out of left field for me as, as well yesterday and Friday. So um, I, it does, I guess, and unfortunately, as you kind of hinted at, I mean, everybody's, you know, possibly going to disappear on Monday. <laughs> right. So 
you know, are we ever going to get to the bottom of it? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. So that's, that's, you know, the timing of it though, is just, you know, it's, it's unfortunate here as, as they're going into, you know, what is essentially a playoff game. Yeah. Wild, wild timing. And it's been a wild week for this team. Certainly um, with the uh, availability and everything being pushed up a day. I know uh, Bill, when his, uh, with his opening statement was uh, very emotional talking about what happened. Um, how's the, uh, how's the locker room been? I know uh, there's certainly a big sigh of relief when Hamlin uh, was, uh, was, awake and everything else um has that sort of uh, translated into uh, relief for the patriots how are they feeling right now yeah i think you could track that a little bit i mean it was definitely a little somber uh you know on thursday the first time you got to actually talk to guys and i mean everybody you know had prepared statements and you know just feelings of support for demar hamlin which i mean you just saw around the league um as the good news started to come out that you know he was able to communicate and you know that the breathing tube had been taken out that i think everybody you know, it was a little bit cautiously optimistic. It did feel like the tide turned a little bit there on Friday morning where it felt like, all right, it seems like things are lining up. We are actually going to play this game on Sunday. And, you know, it's, it's certainly going to be a big part of, of everything going into the game. And, and the players were asked a lot about that. How do you, you know, just deal with all these emotions and then go out there and, you know, try to tackle and, and beat up the Bills after, you know, seeing what they went through last week uh, during the game. So uh, it's a really tough situation. It's, it's, it's hard to think about football, uh, you know, and the Patriots have really their, their backs against the wall. They have to win. They have to beat a team that, you know, really the last three times is, you know, uh, pretty handled them pretty, pretty easily. So uh, we'll see what they have here in the bag at the end of the season, if they can, you know, maybe, maybe pull some magic out, but, of course, they could still back in, too, so you never know. What have the players been doing? Like, how, how do you build up that sort of anger and, you know, hatred for the other team that you need to have in order to play an NFL game when you, you know, have been sitting there uh, praying for these guys all week? You know what I mean? Like, how, do you, how, do the, how are these players able to do that? What do they say? Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a huge question. And, I mean, I think they, they, they didn't really have an answer just in terms of we're going to go there and see what happens. But, you know, we're just going to have to take each step, and, you know, every guy has to – handle it the best that they can. And, and it seems like as a team, they've been, you know, talking a lot with the coaches and, um, and all that. So it seems like overall they, they've had the support that they needed this week. So hopefully both teams are able to, you know, turn the page. But, I mean, it's going to be a very difficult environment. I mean, they, they were there last year in a playoff game. I'm sure it'll be every bit as much amped as it was in, in that playoff game, and, and we know how that one went. How important is it going to be to take the crowd out of the game? You know, long drives, picking up third down, running the ball, keeping it away from them. Like, how vital is that going to be for this team? Oh, man, what a task. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you take a crowd out of this game? I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I don't know what they have planned specifically, but I'm anticipating that, that there might be some kind of video, um, you know, tribute at least, or perhaps him, you know, speaking to the crowd. Um, so you're absolutely right. They have the Patriots have a monumental task. And, you know, I, I would also just say as far as Josh Allen, I mean, an outstanding player having a, a fabulous season. You just wonder as a guy who really tends to take things completely on his own shoulders at times anyway, um, you know, is, is a player like him going to try to do too much, uh, you know, trying to go out there and, and play in honor of his friend and teammate. So um, things to watch, but, you know, certainly the Patriots have not had really any answers for Josh Allen the last few times. So uh, we'll see what they try to break out of the bag this week. We're talking with Mike Dussault, Patriots.com on the Harbor One hotline. Um, Deuce, with uh, that sort of in mind, is there a uh, is there a path to victory here? Is there uh, is there any way <laughs> that you think the Patriots will be able to somehow, some way, uh, come out on the right side of this one? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it starts with trying to, you know, maybe force turnovers. That's what the Patriots defense does. I mean, that's, you know, are we going to suddenly expect a new formula for victory? I mean, I think it has to go through the defense. And and I don't think you can ever expect to totally shut down Josh Allen. But I think we've seen with, you know, his league-leading fumbles, um, you know, not not the not the safest guy with the ball. Sometimes, if you can get him into one of those games, I mean, I almost equate it to you know back in the day when we used to have Tom Brady. I mean, you you saw games. Hey, a team gets after Tom Brady with some interior pressure early. He's off his game a little bit. Oh my gosh, it's a close game against a team that you probably should beat. Um, and even then, you knew that the, the, the Tom Brady and Josh Allen now was going to make a push at the end. So somehow find a way uh, just to stay in it. And then at the end, I think you're going to have to, you know, make those critical, critical plays. You mentioned the Stevenson fumble. I mean, we've seen down the, down the stretch here earlier, uh, they, they didn't have what it took to, to close those games out. We'll see if they can just get to that point where they have a chance this weekend. What, if anything, can they build on from the first game with Buffalo? I know there wasn't a lot there, certainly on offense uh, outside of Marcus Jones, but like, is there anything defensively yeah. in the second half? Is there anything you think they can kind of look at and say, we need to do more of this? I would point to the fumble. I mean, yeah. there it is. I mean, Josh Allen doesn't, you know, hasn't thrown an interception to them in a long time. I think it's uh, it's up to 10-plus touchdowns and, and no interceptions. So, uh, look, this defense preys on turnovers. They've got to they've got to find a way to get some from from him, uh, punching the ball out, whatever it takes to to get the ball uh, out of out of their hands, and, and you know, get it to the Patriots' offense. And then, of course, we can talk about. Patriots offense, let's go. You're going to need touchdowns this week, maybe four. I mean, is that too much to ask? I think that's probably the number that they have to produce to, to really make this one interesting. Um, Deuce, with uh, with the way this season's sort of gone, I think that there's a faction, not a big one, but a faction of Patriots fans who almost just want this thing to be over with. You know, <laughs> like, mm. We have to drag it out any longer. This has been a frustrating season in a lot of different ways. Um, is that... Is that something that can be remedied? You know what I mean? Like if there's if there's a yeah. way to sort of uh, come away with a win here, or even if they lose and the other teams that need the win win and they and they squeak into the postseason here, is there anything salvageable from that, or is that just sort of another empty playoff appearance like last year if they're one and done? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough not to draw the the, the parallels. I mean, in some ways, it just feels like this season was, was you just were kind of on pause since that playoff loss in Buffalo, and alas, here we are again. Right. Uh, you know, kind of walking into the same exact thing. Um, but you know, I, you mentioned Marcus Jones. I mean, I think some of the young guys that have come on, and, and Kyle Duggar with you know three touchdowns this year. We saw Josh Uche, um, you know, having a really great year coming on. Uh, that whole defensive front is back. So, you, you know, you, have, you do have an opportunity, I think, to, you know, build around some pieces that have emerged this year. Certainly Ramondre Stevenson, despite, uh, you know, some of those ball security issues and, and decisions here in the, in the last few weeks. Uh, you know, they, they do have some promising young pieces in there. And I think, you know, nobody's going to be happy with the offense. It just it wasn't good enough this year. I'm not expecting them to suddenly, you know, come out gangbusters against a defense that really has had a good beat on them all along. Uh, but at the same time, I think there's some pieces there uh, to work with. They've got a lot of work to do. They've got a bunch of, uh, you know, draft picks to work with. Uh, they do have a little bit of cap space maybe to work with and maybe lock up some of these players long-term. So let's just watch for the young players and, and see, you know, if they can make – just ha- it, it, let the game unfold a little bit differently than it did last time. They went right down the field, Mac threw that interception, and then it just felt like game on. Josh Allen was touchdown, touchdown. Uh, you know, you, they couldn't stop him. So maybe a better start the game can maybe unfold a little bit differently. And hopefully none of those said young players any more of them get suspended between now and tomorrow would kick off. That would be a, that'd be a oh. nice thing too. <laughs> 
certainly not a great way to start the off season when it does start because those are you know those are the things you're looking at and I mean really there's there's you know some some uncertainty at cornerback Jonathan Jones is going to be a free agent right. Jack Jones was you know a young player that you were you know I don't want to say penciling in but with Jalen Mills here finishing out the season he was you know ruled out already today so they've got issues at that position it's it's unfortunate that now you have some questions about you know a young player who who certainly made some plays this year. All right. In the event that uh, tomorrow is the last game of the season, what's the first change that's going to be made, and how fast do you think it'll be made? Well, I mean, I'd start with you know the coaching staff. I think some kind of uh, you know reorganization of some some sort. Um, you know, they've got a lot of pieces. We all know all the guys that are on staff that have done multiple things, but um, you know, I think offensively, like I said, it, it just was below the bar this year, and, and you hope that they you know bring some some fresh voices in. I'd love to see an infusion of, of, of youth maybe at, at the coaching position as well to continue to stock those shelves. I mean, just all the, the great piece yesterday came out, NFL Films um, profiling Ivan Fierce and Dante Skarnecchia, which, uh, you know, it's on Twitter, just, you know, 10 minutes on those guys. It's just, you know, th- th- those guys leaving. Ernie Adams, I mean, there's just been so many losses over the years. I think the big thing to start with this offseason is, is, you know, getting the coaching staff right, making sure you've got enough pieces and, you know, potentially having to prepare for someone like Gerard Mayo, who's gotten a lot of buzz. Uh, you know, as a potential head coaching candidate. Heard from him on Friday. Um, I think he definitely uh, would, would jump at an opportunity if, if it presented itself for him. All right, we'll leave it right there then, Mike Dussault. Thanks so much for the time today. Maybe we'll be talking to you again, but I know how you Patriots like to take your vacation. So uh, <laughs> thanks, for all the, uh, thanks for all the hits this year. It's been great. Thanks, Arkan. Appreciate it. I'll talk all to right. you soon. Mike Dussault joining us here from Patriots.com. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. If you'd like to chime in, we'll come back and wrap things up with your phone calls next. Boston sports and beyond. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. minutes left here sports radio weei i love this song i don't really like wrestling songs but i love this song this was cool like the stone cold song whatever you smell what the rock's cooking don't care i don't know any of the new ones that's about when i stopped watching but this this still goes this still goes 617-779-7937 is your phone number. I promised i get back to your phone calls, so let's go ahead and do that right now. Starting with uh, Tom from Mohegan Sun. Tom, you live in Mohegan Sun? No, no. We met opening night. Ah, remember? yes, the opening night, of course, of the sports book. That's right. Yeah, How you doing, pal? Yeah, good, man. You told me to call in and use, use Mohegan Sun so you remember me. But there it is. Anyways, during a, congratulations on the new gig, man. Thank Happy you. for you. Appreciate um, that. But I had walked up during one of the breaks and just told you and the co-host, like, stay on this whole Belichick thing. It, I, I was always been a Belichick guy, but this is such a bad miss, Christian. I mean, you know, you're asking a guy to replace Josh McDaniels, one of the best offensive coordinators of our, our generation, right? And then basically replace Dante Scarnecchia, one of the best offensive line coaches of all time. How can one guy do that? It just, I can't believe how bad of a miss this was. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna, it's not gonna define his legacy, Tom. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks for uh, saying all that. 
it's it's not going to define Bill Belichick's legacy, okay? Bill Belichick's legacy is very much intact and is not going to be swayed by the last three years or however many years of his uh, of his time here in New England when he's got 20 prior ones of uh, almost unprecedented success, okay? Um, there is a caveat there. In those 20 years, he did have a certain player. But regardless, you know, you can't <laughs> – his resume is his resume. Um, it's not going to define anything. But it is going to leave a mark. It's going to leave a real mark here at the end, especially if, you know, as I think we all sort of think, it's not, not getting back to a Super Bowl anytime soon with this outfit. Um, I don't know how much longer Bill wants to do this. I don't know how many years he wants to put into trying to fix this. And I also am not sure if the Crafts believe that the man who made the mess is the best man to clean up the mess, right? I mean, we all agree this is Bill's mess, don't we? Um, I don't know if the Crafts necessarily want to rub his nose in it, okay? (laughs) But I also don't know if they're ready to uh, move on to somebody else. You're talking about Mike McDaniel, the text line's yelling at me. I can't believe it. Mike McDaniel sucks. They haven't made the playoffs. I know. I, I know that they're probably uh, on the outside looking in right now. Unless the Patriots lose and then they win, then they're in. Um, and they're also on their third-string quarterback. If you want to have a real legitimate uh, critique of McDaniel, uh, or Mike McDaniel, not Josh McDaniel, the uh, real critique here is that he didn't handle Tua in the concussion very well, and I agree with that. Other than that, I think that he's just what Mac Jones needs. Honestly, I think a coach like him, if not exactly him, is exactly what this team needs. An offensive philosophy that's the polar opposite of what we got this year. And I think that Mike McDaniel represents that. Um, let's go to Dean down in Providence. Hey, Dean. Hey, guys. You know, I'll keep it short and sweet for you. Okay. I just feel like I wanted to hear your take on um, the – I feel the Patriots' offense does not deserve to go to the playoffs, but I feel the defense deserves to go to the Super Bowl. So – a Super Bowl defense and a miss the playoffs type of offense, Dean. I, I listen. I I hear what you're saying. Um, I don't know that they're a Super Bowl defense. I think they're a good defense. Are they a Super Bowl defense? They got a good pass rush. They got some promising young players in the secondary. They got some good safeties. Linebackers are meh. Um, I wouldn't say their front seven's great, but I do like their pass rush. A Super Bowl defense. Um, I don't know. Are they a better defense than the Jets? Like, I feel like the Jets' defense is better. Uh, the Broncos' defense is better this year. And the Broncos stink, and the Jets are also not great. Um, but is it a type of team where they, like, you know, like the Ravens back in 2000 and, or whatever it was, the 99 Ravens, that team with Trent Dilfer that had no offense and was just all defense? Is it like the Tebow Broncos that were uh, all defense and special teams, and then Tebow would have one touchdown drive and everyone would do backflips out there? You know, is that like, is that what we're comparing this to? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't say that, they, that the defense was that good. The offense is probably that bad, though. It's been, it's been a real struggle with this offense. But they're not alone. There's a lot of other bad offenses in the league this year. There's a lot of other bad quarterback play. A lot of other quarterbacks getting benched. I read you all the quarterbacks who were playing this weekend. It's a joke. David Blau and Brock Purdy. I know some of these guys got injured, but a lot of these guys just flat out got benched. They just got benched. Um, You know, so I, <laughs> I just think that when uh, – and, and one point Mac Jones got benched this year too in that Bears game. Zappy went in. 
Bailey Zappi, man. Haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> all right. That's about all for me. I want to say thank everybody. Just shutty uppy. That's not very nice. What was that guy's name who told me to shutty uppy? <laughs> was it Steve? I'm not sure. Steve somewhere. Yeah, Steve. And I forget where he was from. That was devastating. That one cut me deep. Uh, Stiz, tremendous job as always, my friend. Thank you, Arkin. Always tremendous a pleasure Tremendous job back there behind the glass. Um, I want to say thanks to Mike Dussault as well, and I would say thanks to Joe Sway Pavone, but he blew me off today. So Big no time. thanks to him. Uh, maybe we'll talk to him some other time. All right, here's what's coming up next. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Vegas Raiders. After that, we got more football. Uh, Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Football all night. Leave it right here on WEEI. I'll talk to you on Monday at 2 o'clock. Bye. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.